self-development with tactics. So today we're once again going to go through some Seth's blog blog posts. Yeah, um, they are amazing. Seth is amazing. He is an amazing person per se, but also the content he's putting out. Um, so the books, the uh, blog posts, whatever he's doing onto the videos, the podcast, everything is really amazing. And I like the style of it and like the, the atmosphere it creates, I would say. And yeah. Therefore, we are going through it and therefore we're talking about it because there is always value to, to find in here, at least in my point of view. Reasons people donate. It's urgent. It's certain to work. It's close by. Everyone else is. It might happen to you. Only someone as caring as you will choose to make a difference. Only someone as smart as you can understand something this complicated. It will raise your status with your cohort. Others are suffering. Time's almost up. People like us do things like this. It's the right thing to do. You are suffering. It's a long shot worth pursuing. To create justice, it comes with a tote bag. It's an obligation. Your parents taught you well. We'll be proud of you because... Because right here and right now, nothing would feel better than making a donation. It's actually more. <laughs> Let's check out what more is. Slate Star Context, a maximum lazy guide to giving to charity in 2019. Well, I'm not going to go through that, but I think it's probably interesting. And I got to have to say that um, these reasons, you know, for example, people like us make things like this. It's not only the case with charity, it's like the case with quite everything. People like us do things like this. People like us, maybe, gamers do things like playing games. People like us, maybe, smokers do things like smoking. People like um, us, you know, people that are liberal, they do certain things. People that are whatever do certain things. Thanks. Fortunately, in the midst of all, of all of it, some people are still able to trust. To trust in others, to trust in possibility and to trust themselves. And we are surrounded by opportunity. We often get a second chance. There are still problems to be solved. We learn something. There is another advance right around the corner. And always there's a chance to make things better. The seeds we plant. 2020 was... A terrible year for too many people. So much trauma, dislocation and illness. Everyone has their own stories and everyone suffered unevenly and unfairly from the extraordinary shifts of, in our lives. And yet, seeds were planted. Five or ten or twenty years from now, people will remember projects that were started, connections that were established, realizations that occurred, doors were opened, babies were born and changes were made. Few people celebrate forest fires, but we are all eager to walk through the sylvan glads that follow. If you were kept from planting all the seeds you hoped to in 2020, that's okay, because the best time to plant more seeds is always right now, or perhaps tomorrow. I've benefited from countless lucky breakthroughs the years of this career, 
and many of them are the results of the people I have been fortunate enough to work with, listen to and teach. To help create an institution of scale and impact, Akimbo, the platform for learning that I've been talking about on this blog for years, is now an independent B Corp in 2020. The leadership and coaches at Akimbo have shown up in ways that no one could have expected and the tens of thousands of alumni are grateful for all of it. Thank you to each of them and to you for caring and for leading. Akimbo Coach Teams 2020 Marketing, Real Skills, Freelancers, The Old MBA, Real Skills, Marketing Seminar, and so on. I do want to point out something. I am for sure, 100%, gonna remember 2020 in the sense of or because of COVID fucking corona but also because of things that happened in my personal life things that i things that i learned things that shifted things that um that just happened you know things that in the very beginning and also at this point in time feel odd and and negative and and unfortunate but i know somehow that you know i'm gonna forget about it you know, I'm going to forget about all the hardship that I went through. I'm going to forget about all the, the tough things that happened someday and or at some point. I am going to forget about that. Or at least I'm going to think about it in a way that is not that negative. Or at least in a way that, you know, doesn't make me feel bad anymore. There is still some things, uh, to really be honest, that that are pretty tough for me to... To, to think through and, you know, have in mind and, and know that they are there. But things in the past or things from the past passed away and they, you know, they have gone away and they have disappeared. And, you know, of course, there are some things when I think about them, I feel like a bit strange. I feel like, wow, okay, what did I did then? You know, what did I think about at this point in time? Um, that led me to doing this particular thing, but, um, well, I'm gonna remember 2020, well, I'm, I'm particularly gonna remember it, you know, yeah, but it is what it is, and it always depends on how we think about things, you know, if you lose something or somebody, or if you... Um, how should I say? I mean, every end is a beginning. This is what I wanted to say. Did it do what it was supposed to do? That's not often the same as I did my best. Coldy has a very specific definition. Did it meet the customer's requirements? Any experience, product or deliverable that meets that spec is deemed to have met the quality standard. If it doesn't, it is not of quality. And so we need to begin with who's it for because the customer might not be who we think it is what is a good wedding might mean that the host feel fully seen empowered and celebrated or might it mean that you have fun or it might mean 20 other things the second question goes along with that which is what is it for this product or experience what did the customer hire to do again being clear about this is the only way to improve what we are doing only after we answer these two questions can we dig into how to be more clear about what 
we are offering and to whom, along with how we can make our work more effective and efficient. And then it gets complicated. What if there is more than one who? What if instead of trying to please one customer, you have a variety of customers? Or if there are internal constituents, 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 or non-paying entities who have a say in it? What if you try to do it again, which elements could be improved, become more efficient, have less impact on the workforce or the environment, become more reliable? And what if the organization is more than just a few people? Where do processes, supply chain management and systems come into play? But we still have to begin at the beginning. Who is it for and what? Is it for? And it is the exact same thing for the podcast. It's the exact same thing for what I'm doing right now. For whom am I doing it? I don't know, by the way. I don't know. I'm actually very bad at that. And yeah, anyway. And what is it for? Um, well, I mean, yeah, there, there is some definition or there is some thoughts for what is it for? Why am I doing it? You know, what am I, what am I trying to do? What, I'm, what am I trying to, to, to create here? Um, but yeah, I'm a bit too lazy to talk about that. So anyway. It's a very important question. It's a very incredibly important question because it is fundamentally going to change how you make whatever you're making and whether it is a product or service and how you're marketing it and how you present it in the end. You know, because of course, if you're doing a certain thing, if, for example, if you're doing a podcast for people that like wood chopping, hmm, does it then really matter that, I don't know, the audio is super duper clear and fine and whatnot? You know, maybe these people just don't care or maybe even those people care, you know, or especially those people care because they're listening to your podcast while they're chopping wood, which is loud. So if you're having background noise, it's making it even more difficult to understand you. So maybe in a sense of that, you really have to work on that more and speak more clearly. And maybe just because these people might not be that educated, which is something that I assume, which is not something that I know. I assume um, that you're not going to speak on a very high level, on a highly intellectual level, that you're going to choose very simple words and simple simple constructs of sentences. And how are you going to present it? You know, Are you going to, to advertise it on social media? Are you going to advertise it on um, or in certain magazines that wood choppers buy? I, went, <laughs> I, by the way, don't know how I came up with wood choppers, but... But yeah, it's fundamentally fundamentally changing how you're doing what you're doing and how you're presenting it. And therefore marketing it. But, but yeah, you know what I mean. Guests, hosts and landlords. The landlord acts like he owns the place because he does. The landlord makes the rules and has the power to enforce them. The host acts on behalf of those that are being served. Gracious is the goal. And guests realize that they're that they are in a fortunate position and try not to abuse it. As Dave Winter has pointed out, the web has no owner. We are all guests except when we have a chance to be a host. Acting like a landlord is counter to what makes the world, the whole thing work. I'm sorry. The same might be true for the places you hang out as well. There is some rules and the landlord can change the rules. There is rules on the internet, which are, you know, 
well, to some degree, definitely given by, by physics. Like, okay, you can't upload an, a limited amount of data since there's not enough space on a... On a is, there, is there like unlimited space on the web? I don't think so, actually. There must be an upper limit of some degree. And of course, this file or these files, one file might be too big even, Think about must be so massive, just incredibly massive, maybe even as massive as or so massive that we can't even just imagine it. But yeah, anyway, a really bad example, but you know what I'm aiming for? Hiding ideas. Some people hesitate to share an idea because they are worried it will be stolen. In general, these people are afraid of success, not failure. An idea unspoken is a safe one, which not only can't be stolen, but it can't be tested, criticized, improved, or used in the real world. Bitches. Yeah. Beyond a shadow. How certain do you need to be when presented with a new opportunity or a risk to be avoided? Do you have any doubts? Because there are always doubts, and then... We multiply it, waiting for the doubt to go away, for it not to only be a shadow of what it was, but beyond that. To desire to avoid change, the desire to avoid change, is rarely held to the same standards as progress. By the time the shadow is gone, it might be too late. The way we have always done it. There's, this is very important, by the way. There's a lot to be said for tradition, for stability, and for the foundation that the status quo gives us to move forward. But if we were on a spot to analyze our day, our processes, and our assumptions, how many things do we do simply because we are in the habit? It's impossible to try every option, to explore every alternative, and examine how every culture or competitor does things. But if we don't even know we are doing things by rote, when will we be resentless enough to try to make them better? And with this high point, once again, I'm going to end the episode and let you think and ask yourself why you're doing certain things and also why you're doing certain things in a certain way and why you're not doing them in a different way. Because simply saying, okay, I've always been doing it in that way is the fucking worst answer you can give to this question because... Why? Why? A completely different one would be, okay, I'm doing it as, as I'm always doing it, or as I have always been doing it, because it is the most efficient way. This is something else. But if it really is the most efficient way, is just something to argue about as well. But anyway, I'm going to hopefully see you the next time. Please take care of yourself and your family members and all of your loved ones. And I am, yeah... Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the opportunity to share some thoughts and share some things that I believe are worthwhile sharing and uh, ideas of people that I admire, ideas of people that I think are amazing. And yeah, let me say it's going to see you the next time. So bye-bye. Bye-bye.